0: All right men, welcome to the Man Talk show. I'm Connor Beaton and today we're going to be talking about creating order in your relationship. Now order is one of those things that are is absolutely imperative for a man. It's, it's something that we we crave, we desire, but we also have a very tumultuous relationship with it because for some of us the order that was imposed on us growing up, maybe by our fathers, by the lack of them, Uh, not being around, or by the hyper-punishment-oriented version that order was installed into our lives, can create a, a tumultuous relationship at best. So some men really struggle to create and maintain a sense of order, not only in their relationship, but in their life, in their health, in their routines, in their morning routines. And this lack of order and structure can plague a man, can cause chaos in his life. Because we as men, oftentimes, not always, but for most men, find a deep sense of purpose and meaning in developing that order. And that order actually serves a very specific function, which is to bring us a certain level of freedom and coherence. And coherence is a very important experience for a man because coherence is about consistency. Coherence is about unifying ourselves, our intentions, our internal experiences with the direction that we want to move. So if a man is, has order, then he feels a sense of coherence and connection, not only to consistency, not only to a sense of organization, but to a sense that he is able to trust himself. So order is is absolutely required. Now, in a relationship, creating order can be quite challenging on a number of levels, but one of them is that we don't know how to necessarily deal with errors that might arise, with problems that might arise, with, with perceived failures. So the first step in being able to create order in your relationship is to optimize your communication and your interactions for error correction. Or said another way, prioritize for error correction. Know that errors are going to happen. Know that things are going to go wrong. Let there be space. Let there be a place for failures, faults, fall aparts falling on your face, getting it wrong, forgetting things, doing it wrong prioritize and create room for the error correction, knowing that it is an inherent part of not only life, but of love and relationships. Now, from a computational standpoint, this is actually quite easy to program in if you know what to do. But from a human standpoint, (laughs) you can't exactly code yourself or program yourself automatically to optimize the way that you engage for error correction. So this can be quite challenging because it requires a number of things. And for many of us, what we have learned is that we are oftentimes performance-based. A lot of men have gained a, a tremendous amount of validation and worth and substance and honor and respect from their capacity to perform sexually, financially, in the boardroom. And so when errors happen, they're seen as something oftentimes that is villainized and we can, we can automatically have a response of wanting to distance ourselves to them. But unlike the computational standpoint within the human experience, errors are a vital part of us knowing what track we're on, if things are moving in the right direction or not. Errors allow us to understand potentially a deeper part of what we are being asked to learn, how we're being asked to grow, to expand, where there is maybe a lack of structure and order, maybe where a routine needs to be implemented or a conversation needs to be had, albeit potentially confronting. Or maybe it's a sign of more connection, more intimacy that is being required. And so how you optimize for error correction (laughs) is by beginning to see what role, and this is a good question to ask yourself, what role did I play within the error that occurred in my relationship? And this is a very tactical, sort of pragmatic way to look at it, but it can be quite helpful to sometimes strip these things down to a a a tactical approach. So what role did I play within the error that took place? Now, you can substitute error for problem, conflict, argument, failure, disconnection, codependency, you can substitute any of those words for error. So what role did I have in that error taking place? And once you're able to see the the your part in the error, then perhaps you have a capacity to ask the next question, which is what order, what structure, what connection do I need to put into place in order to course correct next time, right now, in the moment. Now, that might mean that there is an apology that is necessary from your side. That might mean that there is a commitment that is necessary from your end. That might mean that there is a uh, a reclamation, a restating of an intention of what it is that you view the relationship to be between you and your partner. So, Optimize for error correction. The next thing in order to do that, in order to optimize for error correction, in order to maintain order within the relationship, is to aim for empathy over victory. One of the main reasons why order breaks down within a relationship is that we as men can get caught up in trying to be victorious in the argument, in the decision, in the direction of the relationship without fully understanding your partner's needs or wants or concerns or experience. And that can create a tremendous amount of conflict. And so generally speaking, great leadership, whether it's within the, the boardroom or the bedroom, requires a deep amount of empathy. And empathy is not just the listening to someone for the sake of, yeah, yeah, I'm listening to you so that I can hear what you're saying, so that I can get you to agree with me. (laughs) That's still for victory. That's still trying to win. That's still trying to rule over someone. Empathy is the actual physical ability, the experience in the body to understand and share the feelings of another. That's the actual definition. So there's an affinity and a capacity to be able to experience what that other person might be going through. And in order to do this, we have to seek out that experience. So notice when you're getting caught in the trap of trying to be victorious as a means of proving that you can perform in your relationship as a means of showing that you are a good partner, a good boyfriend, or a good husband. And potentially what I would encourage you to do is to make a list of where you are trying to be victorious in your partnership, or even better yet, if you really want to put some skin in the game, go ask your partner, where does it feel like you're more committed to winning or being right than you are to understanding what they're trying to communicate. Now, this you need to be equipped for, you need to be prepped for, you need to be ready for it because you're probably going to hear examples of things that are confronting for you, right? Maybe arguments or conflicts that you and your partner have had on repeat. And it's something about that conflict. The reason why it continues to happen might just be that in those conflicts and those arguments, how you are engaging with your partner is actually from a place of, I just want to be victorious. I just want to win this argument. I just want to be, just want to fucking be right. And that might not be your conscious thought, but it might be how you are coming across. It might be how you are unconsciously behaving. So this empathy requires us again to have a a literal understanding of someone else's perspective and experience. And without this empathy, without the capacity to say, Tell me exactly what you've been feeling when we have this conflict or help me understand is it like this is it like that you know when i say these things what do you think when when we get into this same argument what is your experience what happens in your body and and to be able to fully understand what your partner's fears are what their worries are what the concerns are without needing to fix without needing to react right? Because empathy is not about solving someone's problem. That's still victory. I'm still trying to win. When you're trying to solve a problem that your partner is having or that she has with you, you are still trying to win. You're not executing with empathy. And when you are trying to win, you are eroding the order in your relationship because empathy helps to rebuild that structure. The structure of a relationship is predicated Deeply off of intimacy. And intimacy requires empathy. Intimacy requires empathy because it requires the ability to understand and share the feelings of the other person. That is the literal definition of what empathy is. So, this is an absolutely important part. The last piece that I'll say is to be decisive in your decisions. The truth is that I see a lot of men in our modern culture who are actually afraid, scared, and sometimes terrified to make the real hard decisions or the big decisions or the meaningful decisions for their relationship, for their family, and for their futures. And when it comes down to it, they'd rather defer to their partner or they'd rather get into conflict as a means of arguing about what needs to be done rather than taking the time, taking the space to put resources into a deep connection to what it is that you actually want as an individual, what it is that you as a man feel is best for the relationship. And it's very easy to task Your partner with the responsibility of the health of the relationship. And I see a lot of men do this still. The relationship is her responsibility. And that might not be something that he consciously says, but it is behind his actions. If you look at a man's actions, he will oftentimes be saying the quality of our relationship is dependent on what my wife or girlfriend chooses and does. And in some ways, he has separated himself out. He's separated himself out. He separated out his decisions and his actions from the quality of the relationship. And when it comes down to it, when it really comes down to it, they'd prefer and would rather defer to their partner, making them choose, making their partners choose What they do, what they have for dinner, where they go on vacation, where they should put the kids in school, what they're doing with the kids. And I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And they don't bring forward what it is that they actually want or desire or believe is best because they are scared of being responsible for the outcomes of those decisions. And so rather than taking responsibility of saying, this might not be the right choice but i think and i've spent time with it and in my gut my intuition tells me that this is right this is right for us this is the best thing that i could do for our marriage this is the best thing that i can do for our kids and sometimes those are hard decisions right sometimes those those decisions require you to you know to make the choice to go to therapy with your partner to be the one that instigates that. Sometimes that means that it requires you as a as a husband to voice how you want your kids to be raised in a way that might oppose a partner's or a direction that you want them to go within their education. But for a lot of men who are not decisive in their decisions, the inevitable outcome is resentment. The inevitable outcome is allowing themselves to silence what it is that they believe to be true, what they think is best in order to prioritize or put the burden and the onus on their partner entirely so that they can later on complain, be resentful, or turn the tables on their partner and say, see, I told you that we shouldn't have done this. But they never really fought for it in the first place. So if you want to have a deeper quality of order and connection, because again, order here, as we're describing it, is just a container, a framework to allow intimacy to thrive. Order is a architecture, a relational architecture that allows intimacy to flourish and come online and for connection to be possible. And your work as a man is to bring some of that order into the relationship. Yes, your partner can do some of that. That's not, that's not it. We're just talking about you. Your role is to bring some of this into the dynamic. So be decisive in your decisions and be brutally honest with yourself about what decisions you've been avoiding in the relationship, about the relationship, about the family, about the direction of the relationship, where things are going. Be brutally honest with yourself about the decisions that you have negated and put onto the shoulders of your partner entirely because you don't want to deal with it, because it feels like a heavy burden, because it feels like a responsibility that you don't want to carry, because sometimes we have tough decisions to make financially, relationally, sexually, for the education of our children. We have challenging decisions to make. So the last piece that I just said, get very clear. Sit down today, right now, tomorrow morning with a pen and paper and ask yourself, what decisions have I been putting off in my relationship? What decisions have I been avoiding? And if you're single... Look at your past relationships. What decisions did I not make? What decisions have I been avoiding in all of my relationships and most of my relationships? And I bet you that you'll find a pattern. You'll find a pattern of disorder. You'll find a pattern of errors that continued to happen, of conversations and arguments where you showed up in pursuit of victory and not empathy for someone that you are supposed to love and you showed up as someone who deferred the decisions to somebody else. So thanks so much for tuning in. Please share this with somebody that you know will enjoy the episode. And until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.